Welcome to the Learning from Legends podcast. Get ready to be inspired, motivated, and educated by teachers from history and in our time. Now, here's your host, Anurag Rai. About 3,000 years ago, there lived a prince who was predicted to be a spiritual leader at time of his birth. Since his father wanted the prince to run his kingdom after him, he took all necessary steps to keep the prince away from the pain and suffering present in the world. Prince was not allowed to read any religious books and was not allowed to go out of the palace. However, one day when he was a grown man, he sneaked out of the palace to see the world. What he saw shocked him and moved him. He saw people in his kingdom getting old, having diseases and dying at some point. Prince was kept so unaware of these basic truths about life that the revelation shook him. He thought to himself that life could not be all this suffering. There must be something greater to it. So one night he left the palace to find his answers without his father's consent. He roamed around on streets from one place to another, but his suffering only increased. He was still not content. Finally, as the legend has it, he sat down under a banyan tree and decided not to get up until he found his answers. This prince later became who we know as the Buddha. The word Buddha means the awakened one. There is one clear learning from Buddha's life story. That is, one cannot be happy if they have it all and one can also not be happy by just giving it up all. In fact, our happiness does not depend on what we have or don't have. It depends on the knowing that whatever we have is enough. This does not mean you should stop trying to grow or give up the desire to own that Ferrari. This only means that owning that Ferrari will not bring you happiness. It will only bring you a short-term pleasure which you get while experiencing anything beautiful. So start from a place of happiness and let your inner child have some fun too. Buddha's teachings have emphasized a lot on embracing the pain or suffering, accepting it as part of life and using them to grow mentally and spiritually. One of my favorite quotes from his teaching is that pain is certain, suffering is optional. Anything you do in life is bound to bring you pain at some level, be it that gym class or working long hours to create something you are passionate about. Therefore, one must not try to avoid the pain. Instead, make a conscious decision to not suffer from that pain. Allow me to explain this with an example. You have lost a loved one. You cannot stop feeling the pain when you hear the news. But what happens after that is your choice. You can either continue to suffer by thinking and rethinking about it or you choose to live in the moment and understand that some things are not in our control. We should focus on making the best of what is in our control. Once a lady came to Buddha in grief and said that she had lost her son. Buddha said to her that bring me a handful of mustard seeds and I'll bring your son to life. But the seeds must come from a house where no one has ever died. Needless to say, the lady could not find such house. The moral is that suffering is inevitable. In the modern world of social media, we form this delusion that it's only us who is suffering by looking at other people's posts. But when was the last time you put a post on social media about your failure or about your argument or about your family problems? No one does that. Another important concept to grasp is that we cannot lose anything as nothing is ours. We came in this world empty-handed and will leave empty-handed. So be grateful for all you have created or manifested from those empty hands and do not fear losing it as it was never yours. 
Buddha says, you cannot lose something you do not own. There was another time before attaining enlightenment, Buddha was sitting under a tree and appreciating the beauty of countryside. He noticed the blooming flowers, the green trees and the fresh air. But among all this beauty, he also saw unhappiness. A farmer beat his ox in the field. A bird pecked at an earthworm and then eagle swooped down on the bird. Deeply anguished, he thought, why does the farmer beat his ox? Why must one creature eat another to live? During his enlightenment, Buddha discovered the answer to these questions, also referred to as three great truths in his teachings. The first truth is that nothing is ever lost in the universe. Everything is energy and matter. A dead leaf turns into soil. A seed sprouts and becomes a new plant. Old solar systems disintegrate and turn into cosmic rays. We are born from our parents and our parents were born of their parents. Everything we see is made up of the same thing that makes us. Hence, nothing and no one is separate from us. When we fully grasp this concept, all the feelings of fear, resent and hatred will disappear. What will remain be only compassion and empathy. The second truth is that everything is continuously changing. Nothing ever stays the same forever. Life is like a river flowing on and on, ever changing. Sometimes the flow is slow and other times it's swift. It may be smooth and gentle in some places before snacks and rocks crop out of nowhere. The unexpected always happens. So do not get too much consumed by what is happening. Focus more on your response to what is happening. Embrace the change and grow with it. The third truth is that changes happens in our universe due to the law of cause and effect. This is what we know as karma. One can also understand this in terms of science. Every action will have an equal and opposite reaction. It implies that everything that happens in our life, directly or indirectly, is a result of our own actions or inactions. Our thoughts and actions create the reality we live in. Karma does not need to be understood as some scary woo-woo phenomenon that punishes us for our wrongdoings. Instead, understand that every moment we create new karma by what we say, do and think. Once we understand this, we get the power to create our own future. Some people have trouble understanding this law. So let me dig a bit deeper. First, good karma does not only mean doing good to others. It also means doing good to you. For example, if you're not forgiving someone, you're not doing anything bad to the person you're not forgiving. That person may be walking freely, unaffected. You're doing bad to your own mental health. Second, people often think that I always did good to that person. Then why did that person do this to me? Karma is like posting letters to yourself. It has nothing to do with the other person. You receive your letters, they receive theirs. In other words, your karma is your karma and their karma is theirs. However, do not judge any other person's karma either. Cause when doing so, you are initiating a negative talk in your head and hence posting bad letters to yourself. Everyone receives the results of their positive actions sooner or later in one form or another. Finally, I'll end this episode with another profound teachings from the Buddha himself. Happiness is a choice, not a result. Any happiness which is depended on something outside is only temporary and will fade away as soon as the thing disappears. True happiness will not come to you. It needs to come from you. Thank you for listening to the Learning from Legends podcast. 
Visit superhumaninyou.com for more resources on how to become your limitless self.